the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. No craft beer guests tonight. It's going to be a news-packed program and a lots of opinions coming from me. Uh, and news and notes coming up in just a second. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are also Alexa ready as well as we are on the Hopped Up Network. Just check out the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can find a, a lots of different uh, beer related uh, podcasts on there and you can download and listen to them at your leisure. As I said, no guest tonight wanted to catch up. Lots of news. That has been going on in the beer world, so we are guestless tonight. Next weekend for Labor Day, we may have a, a sp- two special guests or one special guest. Uh, I'm going to kind of tease it for now. Hopefully later in the show I will have it confirmed uh, as to the, the, the people that will be on the program. Uh, a kind of um, something for your Labor Day festivities, uh, something to listen to um, about a musician uh, that has been a personal favorite of mine for a very long time. That's all I'm going to say for now. Hopefully, I'll have it confirmed before the end of the show and can give you uh, the info on that. I want to give a big shout-out right at the top of the show. Uh, Auto Lab is a show that is on here on AM 970, The Answer, uh, on the weekends. And uh, Mike Porcelli uh, helped me out tremendously uh, earlier in the week when I had an issue uh, with, um, with my car. The battery was, uh, was dead. Uh, and so, uh, I needed, um, I needed some, uh, I needed some assistance and Mike out of the goodness of his heart came all the way down, uh, from where he was, he was going to pick up a car, uh, came down and took care of everything. The auto lab is on Saturdays from seven to 9 AM, uh, with professor Harold Wolchuk and, uh, with, uh, Mike Porcelli and, uh, Mike did a, a, a yeoman's job of diagnosing what was wrong with my car. AAA came big shout out to AAA as well. Uh, it took a little bit because, you know, obviously it's hot. A lot of people had problems with their cars, but they came down, AAA took care of it, jumped the car, brought the car back to uh, my mechanic. Turns out the battery was defective. It was under guarantee, and they were able to replace it free of charge. So a uh, big shout-out uh, to Mike Porcelli, the folks at Auto Lab, 7 to 9 a.m., Saturday mornings here on AM 970, The Answer. You definitely want to check them out. They know everything there is to know about cars. So thank you for that. Uh, we're going to get into it with some news and notes a little bit later on. Um, my trip around North Jersey to a number of different breweries, including 
uh, the new digs at Bolero Snort Brewing, uh, which will be opening, they hope, before the end of the year. And I will say this. It's going to be a very big facility to make beer. And I'll leave it at that. But there were a number of other places that I hit uh, over the, uh, what was this, the Friday before last uh, with uh, two buddies of mine in radio. So we were able to uh, to hit a couple of different places, and I will give you reviews of all of those places, two of them. Uh, actually, one of them that I happened to hit for the first time ever, which I hadn't had a chance to. Um, but I'll tell you all about that coming up a little bit later on. Let's get into news. There's lots of news going on in the beer world. So um, Dock Street uh, has opened up a second location in the Port Breeze neighborhood of Philadelphia. Uh, Dock Street South, a 10,500-square-foot production facility and taproom situated at a 2118 Washington Avenue. It'll serve as an anchor for neighbors in Point Breeze, Graduate Hospital, Grace Ferry, and beyond. Dock Street President and co-founder Rosemary Serto says the new location marks a new era of expansion for the beloved brand. Uh, she says, basically, we are quadrupling our brewing capacity, and it also marks Dock Street's return to the east side of the Shulkul uh, since our original location at 2 Logan Square in 1990. Uh, they opened uh, in West Philly, uh, the restored firehouse at 50th and Baltimore back in 2007. All of this news here, courtesy of Ale News uh, on Facebook, and we thank them for that. Uh, the second location of Industrial Arts Brewing has officially opened its brew deck and tap room to the public. Uh, Thursday, August 15th. They're located at 551 Fishkill Avenue in Beacon. Now, brewing is not happening yet there at the Beacon location. All of Industrial Arts beers that are brewed in Garnerville are there, including their just-released anniversary beer, Week 156. They have had 11 beers on tap to open, several more to come, and some fun collaborations as well with other breweries. They uh, uh, They had their third anniversary festival, um, and a pizza party at the uh, Garnerville Brewery back on Saturday, uh, August 17th. So kudos to Industrial Arts. i got to get up there, probably in, in the fall. I'm going to try and take a ride up there one Saturday uh, and check out the brewery because Industrial Arts makes some great beer. Now, no official date yet, but Evil Twin New York, very close to opening its first brick-and-mortar brewery at 1616 George Street in Ridgewood, Queens. Um uh, Jeppy Jamet Bigergo says one of the goals is to invite some of his former brewery hosts to brew at the new facility, uh, including Prairie, Equilibrium, The Vale, Angry Chair, Omnipolo, Other Half, Trillium, Jay Wakefield, and Monkish will be featured in a 12-pack this December. Uh, the brew house has been active for several months. They're brewing beer out of there, but the tap room uh, has yet to be completed, but they're, they're planning on opening soon. And again, uh, would love that once Evil Twin opens, another place to check out uh, in Queens. So lots of stuff that's going on uh, in the outer boroughs uh, of New York. Blue Point has expanded into Brooklyn. They're opening a new underground location in Dumbo called The Hull. They're taking over a former burlesque club and sugar factory to create a unique underground-style brew pub. It's founded in the basement of Seymour's. Blue Point is teaming up with this sustainable seafood restaurant to present a unique collaborative food and drink menu made with the help of Blue Point chef Charlie Sinden and Seymour's chef Chris Cryer. Of course, as everybody knows, Blue Point acquired by AB InBev in 2014. They opened their $2 million facility uh, plus brewery in Patchogue, Long Island, earlier this year. Although I've heard some reviews, a good buddy of mine and who's been on the show, Jay Wolf, uh, was out there uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was not impressed with the uh, with the new brewery. Uh, felt uh, to him, in his words, very antiseptic, not personable, um, kind of just uh, distant. 
And uh, if anybody had been to the old Blue Point Tap Room, it was a very, very small, tiny place. Uh, the people there were very friendly and personable, uh, my experience, of course, um, and just a great little place to pick up beer. Apparently, the new facility, not as much. But I haven't had a chance to get out there, but I definitely want to check that out. Um, two other things before we get out. New Jersey investing in making sure the Garden State's wine industry properly being promoted. Governor Murphy signed a bill last week that establishes a marketing campaign intended to plug wineries and other related attractions. The governor says the state's wine industry is a fast-growing part of New Jersey's tourism economy. There are currently over 50 licensed wineries in the state that produced around 2 million gallons of wine in 2016. Kudos to the governor for doing that. I'll give him credit where credit's due. However, there are over 100 breweries in New Jersey, Governor, that are also doing great business, not only uh, for the state but elsewhere and also for tourism. Might be nice if you were able to have a marketing campaign for that, but... It affects the restaurants, and so the restaurant lobby has a hand in all of this. This is why New Jersey beer laws need to be legislated at this point. It's great to have a guideline from the ABC, and I know the bigger breweries in New Jersey may disagree with me, the the, the Cartons and the Canes and the Flying Fishes uh, and the River Horses of the World and the Cape Mays, but you know what? I think there needs to be clear laws that are spelled out that tells you what you can do in a brewery and what you can't do in a brewery. Instead of pushing the envelope and waiting for somebody to make a decision, Put laws on the books that clearly spell out what you can and can't do. I think that would benefit everyone. Now, finally, uh, the New Jersey Devils are working with Magic Hat to brew a beer for this upcoming season. Now, as they call it on their Facebook page, I'm going to read you the ad. Help us create a beer for Devils fans by Devils fans. The Devils and Magic Hat Brewing Company are looking for one lucky fan and a guest to join Grant Marshall on a trip to the Magic Hat Brewery to create the first ever Devils-inspired beer. You can enter at NewJerseyDevils.com slash DevilsBeer. Here's why I find this to be ridiculous. Why would you partner with a national beer to brew a beer for New Jersey Devils fans? I get the trip thing, but there are over 100 breweries in the state of New Jersey, as I just mentioned, and the other piece that Governor Murphy signed along to legislation about wine. Many are cranking out fantastic beer, and some of them very nearby Newark. It's about money, plain and simple. It's not about the fans. They were getting plenty of blowback from this, the Devils, from fans and brewers as well. I don't understand this. You have a perfect marketing opportunity to pair with a New Jersey brewery to create a New Jersey Devil's beer, to outsource it to a brewery in in, in Vermont uh, in, in terms of Magic Hat is ridiculous. It's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I get it. It's for the money. But Samuel Adams partnered with the Boston Red Sox. Why? Because Samuel Adams is a Boston beer. Yes, I understand they're a national brand. But it would be like Budweiser coming in and partnering with the Devils to do a beer. Budweiser has a facility in Newark, but it's big beer. Why wouldn't you as the Devils go to a, a carton or a cane and say, hey, can you make a beer for us? You already sell these beers in the arena. It's ridiculous. Departed Souls is in there. Bolero is in there. All these different breweries are in there from New Jersey. And yet you decide to brew with Magic Hat? Shame on you, New Jersey Devils. That's just wrong. And I get it's about the money and you need the, the money. But don't you think people would be more interested as a Devils fan to buy a beer that's made in New Jersey to support the New Jersey team? I know I would, and I'm not even a Devils fan. I'm a Flyers fan. I, I, it's just it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Shame on you, New Jersey Devils. I'll be honest with you. I go to an event. There's that Devils-inspired beer by Magic Hat. I'm not buying it.
Bottom line. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news from around the beer world. Later on, I'm going to tell you about my trip through a couple of different breweries in North Jersey. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder just wants you to have the facts. Just as they're telling you that white, anti-black, and anti-Hispanic attitudes are increasing when, in fact, they're decreasing, according to a recent paper. It's just not true. Just as they tell you that the police are engaging in institutional, systemic, structural racism, even though the studies show the opposite, none of these things is true. Yet they are pushed and pushed and pushed by the media and by Democrats. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Is a friend or loved one's gambling problem affecting your life emotionally, spiritually, or financially? Do you yourself take a toll on the people around you due to a gambling issue? The effects of problem gambling are far-reaching. They've come in many different forms and grow with technology. At 800-GAMBLER, we invite you to have the conversation. Chat with your family member, speak with your friend, or have a talk with yourself. Is a gambling problem affecting your life? Visit 800gambler.org for access to a new video, various programs, services, and resources for disordered gamblers, their friends, and or loved ones. We work to educate the public and provide aid to anyone who needs it. Always know that if you reach out, you will be met with compassion and understanding from our team. We're here to help you in any way possible. 800-GAMBLER. We offer support, treatment, and hope. We're just a phone call or click away. This message sponsored by the Council on Compulsive Gambling in New Jersey, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Looking to try your hand at something new this fall? Why not consider trading stock? Call Tradeway at 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com and for just $99.95, learn how to trade in the stock market. Join Tradeway September 27th and 28th at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square to learn more. There's a full money-back guarantee. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So call Tradeway at 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best 1995 you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. Did you miss what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show live stream? Catch up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash AM 970 The Answer. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. 
Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. And don't forget the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to all of our beer casts right at thehoppedupnetwork.com. Just listen to this guy. That's right, Stevie Ray Vaughan and the title track of Texas Flood. Uh, this guy was a tremendous blues guitarist, and I can tell you now, because I've confirmed it, next week on the program, for Labor Day, our interview will be the authors of the book named Texas Flood. It's the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan, Alan Paul, and Andy Eldort. Both authors will join me on the program and they will talk about this new book that is out right now uh, on, news sta- on, on the stand, you know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, uh, wherever you buy your books, uh, via Kindle, via Nook, or uh, if you just want the hardcover um, of Texas Flood, the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan by Alan Paul and Andy Eldor. Both of those authors will join me on the program uh, next week for Labor Day weekend. Uh, a treat, I hope, for you guys as much as it is for me. Uh, Stevie Ray was just a tremendous guitarist, had gone far too soon in a tragic accident uh, in the mountains in uh, Wisconsin. And uh, it's going to be just great to talk to these guys. This was a book that was authorized by the family. Uh, Plenty of inside stories and stuff that you won't get anywhere else uh, in this book, Texas Flood. So it'd be great to have these two authors on the program next week. Let's get into some, uh, some news and notes. And, of course, we'll play a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan during the program. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully I can keep them over for two segments. I think it'd be great. I think there's enough material there that we might be able to keep them over for two segments. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, our good friends from uh, Breakside Brewery in Portland, Oregon, they closed the deal a couple of weeks ago to launch an employee stock ownership plan, an ESOP. That, according to the Portland Business Journal, uh, Breakside founder Scott Lawrence started the craft brewery in 2010, told the outlet he explored other options, but ultimately decided that an ESOP was the best option for the brewery's 160 workers. To initiate that ESOP, Lawrence sold 30% of his 95% stake in Breakside to a trust set up by the company, which is distributing the shares into employee retirement accounts. Employees can cash out their shares when they leave the company. The remaining 5% of the company is owned by Breakside brewmaster Ben Edmonds, uh, Lawrence told the Business Journal. So now there are other breweries that have done this. Modern Times, Mass Bay Brewing Company, uh, Deschutes, Left Hand, New Glarus, Alaskan Brewing, uh, Voodoo Brewer, uh, Brewery, Odell Brewing, uh, which is a partial ownership, New Belgium, and Switchback. So it's interesting that we're starting to see more of this where employees are more involved uh, with the ownership of a brewery. So very cool. Uh, Stone Brewing and Miller Coors, they've each filed summary judgment in their ongoing trademark infringement lawsuit. Uh, that's according to the Libation Law Blog. In February of 2018, um, Stone had filed a lawsuit against Miller Coors claiming its rebranded Keystone packaging caused marketplace confusion. Now, in their latest brief, Stone claimed that its brand and trademark would be destroyed should Miller Coors succeed in supplanting Stone craft beers with Keystone as Stone in the minds of consumers. Miller uh, Miller Coors called the lawsuit a publicity stunt by Stone, claims that it was the first to use the Stone and Stone marks. Uh, As Miller Coors said, in their brief, Stone Brewing is failing to keep pace in the never more crowded craft beer segment and needed to revitalize its now outdated image as an iconoclast. 
Uh, Stone Brewing's market is increasingly populated by beers that are rated in official beer tastings as simply better than Stone's Brewing's strong and unapologetically flavorful hops. So uh, this will be interesting. Uh, Stone sold their German brewery uh, over to uh, the guys from uh, BrewDog, and they have started to consolidate some of their operations, taking more things in-house as opposed to trying to sell it out or farm it out. They were, do- were going to do a distribution business in California that didn't work out. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, for Stone and for Miller Coors. I think Stone is still a great beer. Uh, I, I do agree there are a lot of other options out there. If you're going to go national or local, more times often than not, I'll opt to buy the local beer to try it at least, and then when I buy it again, I don't know. Um, it, it depends on how it tastes. But let's say I'm at a concert or I'm at a restaurant uh, or I'm at a bar maybe that doesn't exactly serve local craft beer and they're only serving national brands. If there's a Stone IPA, a Tangerine Express, a Ripper, something of that nature, I'm going to opt to buy that before I buy anything else. So do I think that the mid-level breweries are having issues in terms of sales? Absolutely. Um, Stone is not alone in this. I think there are a number of breweries uh, that are having an issue with this where it's shelf space. Um, You know, I can walk into my local liquor store. There's a lot of Founders. There's a lot of Magic Hat. There's a lot of Stone. There's a lot of different brands out there. Do you want to opt to buy a brand that you know and trust? like a Stone, like a Founders, or do you want to get adventurous sometimes and buy something new? I know that if I'm having a party, I want to buy something that everybody can relate to. So if they're familiar with Flying Dog, or they're familiar with Stone, or they're familiar with Founders, I want to buy a beer that they know that they're going to crack open and drink, and they know that it's going to be good, and not, hey, try this and see if you like it, and then if they don't like it, and let's say I'm stuck with with, uh, 10 beers or whatever that maybe I want to spread out to people, you know, I get it. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of the San Diego brewing industry, in San Diego County, comprised of more than 150 breweries, they generated $1.2 billion in economic impact with a revenue of $848 million in 2018. That's according to a report by the San Diego Brewers Guild and California State University San Marcos. The report found that the growth rate of San Diego breweries was 6% between 2017 and 2018, outpacing the nationwide industry growth rate of 4.8%. Uh, you're welcome. I did contribute to some of that growth in 2017. Uh, the report also found uh, that San Diego Brewers' volume production has also increased 3% since 2017. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, beer also continues to be U.S. drinkers' favorite adult beverage. That's according to a Gallup survey of consumption habits conducted from July 1st through 12th. Uh, for the first time in Gallup survey, liquor and wine tied for second place. However, the survey found that middle-aged adults are now less likely to say they prefer beer and more women choose liquor over beer. The majority of men polled at 55% said beer is their drink of choice. 45% of women surveyed said they prefer wine. The survey also found the percentage of Americans who consume alcoholic beverages remains steady at 65%. Our friends from Revolution Brewing, they are coming out with uh, a bunch of different stuff in the fall of their barrel-aged beers, the 2019-2020 lineup of barrel-aged beers from the Deep Wood series. They're, uh, they're going to release 10 unique barrel-aged beers in the fourth month period between October and January. Five returning favorites will be joined by five boundary-pushing new beers. 
Uh, the series culminates in a celebratory barley wine aged and blended to celebrate the upcoming 10th anniversary of the Revolution Brew Pub opening for business in Logan Square. So the returning Deepwood series brands are Death's Tar, which I've had very good, Revolution's original barrel-aged imperial oatmeal stout, Cafe Death. This is Death's Tar with a weaponized infusion of locally roasted coffee beans. Straight Jacket, the award-winning English barley wine. Ryeway to Heaven, it's a rye wine uh, carefully matured in rye and bourbon barrels. And then VSOD, which is a very special old death. It's back after a year's break. The re- uh, this refined blend of hand-selected two-year-aged death's tar barrels is a rarefied sipper. It's debuting in cans, a new adjunct perfectly married with stout, something very special. Uh, a boss take uh, on barley wine, Rev's first can cuvee, and the celebratory anniversary beer. Now, the special ones, Death by Plums, it's a barrel-aged oatmeal stout that gets a surge of immortal power, according to them, from a generous amount of plums. VSOR, a very special old ryeway. Uh, this is a ryeway to heaven with an extra year to kind of deepen and mature the flavors. Boss Jacket, this is the ethereal marriage of straight jacket with X. Calvados Barrows, acquired from their friends at Whistlepig, and then a Cuvée de, de Grace, a meticulous blend of seven different barrel-aged beers brought together in unholy harmony. And finally, 10-year beer, 12 ounces of their joy and gratitude, brewed with love and canned for our friends, more accurately a blend of one- and two-year uh, aged English barley wines with a jubilant dose of cherries. Hopefully you got all of that there. Now, Revolution is going to hold a series of four release parties at the tap room uh, for fans to grab four packs of 12-ounce cans as well as tr- to enjoy truly one-off variants on draft, including new entries in the Sanctuary program. Now, Death Star, Cafe Death, and Straight Jacket cans will have, um, will have wide distribution uh, and to select retail accounts. Limited distribution of Death by Plums, Ryewood to Heaven, and 10-Year Beer uh, will be out there, but not to everyone. Uh, more on the beers, release events, and the history of Deepwood Series can be found on their Deepwood Series page. Revolution, of course, does distribute in New York and New Jersey, so you definitely want to check that out uh, for some of those brands. You're not going to get everything there, uh, but definitely uh, some things to look at. And then finally, real quick before we take a break, a product recall, uh, a Wisconsin brewery, uh, had to recall some of their beers a few weeks back. Lakefront Brewery uh, stated its brew, My Turn Junk, was being recalled. It is a kettle sour with cherries and sakura. Apparently, the cherries were responsible for the issue in the beer. The cherries used to brew may continue to ferment, building up pressure in the bottles, making them at risk for explosion. They issued a voluntary recall after three bottles exploded. They say that the beer is is safe to drink if you can get the bottle open. Uh, But if you do want to bring it back, Lakefront Brewery offering a refund to customers who dispose of their bottles of My Turn Junk by October 1st. Thank you, John Katsimatidis, uh, for that article uh, from the New York Post. That's much appreciated. Now, when we come back after a short break, going to give you a little uh, taste of the tour that I had in North Jersey with a couple of radio friends of mine. We also got some more news as well. One of the guys, if you're a fan of... Impractical Jokers is reviving a Staten Island brewery. They're from Staten Island. This guy loves beer. We'll talk about that as well coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy and 68 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A Bronx woman is dead in a weekend pedestrian accident across from the Westchester County Center. Police say that 26-year-old Glenn Robinson of Elmsford was drunk when he got behind the wheel of a Chevrolet Cruze around 6.30 a.m. Saturday along Route 119 in Hawthorne. 
Cops say that he veered off the roadway, crashed into a center median pedestrian area just near the intersection of Central Avenue and plowed into 57-year-old Susan Bailey Benjamin. Robinson is charged with DWI. Rocker Eddie Money says he's in a battle with cancer. Dean Muccio has more. Rocker Eddie Money is revealing he's battling stage 4 cancer. He discussed the diagnosis in an interview on Access TV's Real Money Show. Money said the cancer is in his esophagus and has spread to his liver. He said the news hit him really, really hard. Money canceled his summer tour after developing pneumonia after recovering from recent heart valve surgery. Dean Muccio, NBC News Radio. In sports, Yankees beat the Dodgers 5-1. Mets fell to the Braves this afternoon 2-1. And Rory McElroy is celebrating his second career FedEx Cup title after winning the Tour Championship at Eastlake Golf Club in Atlanta. McElroy joins Tiger Woods as the only two-time FedEx Cup winners since it began in 2007. He takes home a record prize of $15 million. Traffic delays at the GWB, 20 minutes on the upper deck. Looks like the lower level is easing a bit. And Lincoln Tunnel looks good. Inbound, outbound is 10 minutes. The Holland, no reported delays inbound from either approach. And the outbound Holland looks good. Weather for tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 60 degrees. And tomorrow you'll see a mostly sunny day with highs reaching near 74. Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 77. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. I'm not an actor. I was not compensated in any way for this. Byron bought a timeshare. After 12 years of endless fees and broken promises, he wanted out. I saw an ad about a company that talked about being able to get you out of your contract, and they would sell your timeshare. They ripped me off. I found out later on that the market for timeshares is non-existent. So he turned to Wesley Financial Group. They had a very good Better Business Bureau rating, and after reading all the testimonials, I felt like I wanted to give them a chance. Wesley Financial Group got Byron out of his timeshare contract legally. If you are like me and you would like to get out of this contract, I strongly urge you to get a hold of Wesley Financial Group. They are honest and good people, and I just want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. For your free information kit, call 800-349-8877. 800-349-8877. Again, 800-349-8877. Did you see what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show? Tune into the show every Tuesday morning, 6 to 10 on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Here it is. That's right, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, Neil Peart, Rush. What a great movie that I saw the other night as we're back here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me at all those social media places. I plugged them 8,000 times. If you haven't followed me yet, well, you know what? You're missing out. Anyway, um, so the other night went to see Cinema Strangiato, 
Uh, this is the Rush 40 plus concert uh, film uh, that had in the beginning uh, a little snippet with Getty Lee on the big book of bass that he put out. All these beautiful bass guitars. Took these amazing photographs. Talked about that. And then they get into this whole uh, documentary on the final tour of Rush, which we assume is their final tour. They've said that they're not going to be touring anymore, so we'll take them at their word for now. But went to go see it at the Cinemark Theater in Hazlitt, New Jersey, uh, last uh, this past Wednesday night. It was a one-night-only show, uh, Fathom Events event. And, man, I'll tell you, brought me right back to seeing them in 2015 on the final tour at the Prudential Center. In fact... One of the songs that they played during this two-hour-long concert, this is essentially a concert on film, uh, first off, everybody in the audience, or most everyone, was wearing a Rush t-shirt, which was cool. It was like straight out of a concert, young, old, uh, parents brought their kids. It was great. Uh, but the other part of it was they played a song on that tour that they had never played before in concert. It's called Losing It from the Signals album, and it uses an, elect- uh, an electric violin. And they brought a violinist who had been on uh, their previous tour um, to do the song. And his name escapes me at the moment. I should have had his name uh, written down and I forgot. Uh, And forgive me. But he lives in New Jersey. So he came out at the Prudential Center and he ended up doing uh, the song. I was there that night. It was June 27th, 2015. What an amazing show. Cinema Strangiato, I'm sure it'll be out on video uh, at some point in the next couple of months. If you're a Rush fan, you definitely Want to check it out. All right. So we've got more news. No guests on the program. Suds and Duds is coming up in our next segment. And I will. a lot of the Suds and Duds has to do with breweries that I went to in North Jersey, uh, Brick City, The Elementary, uh, and Ghost Talk. And I'm going to talk about those breweries here in this segment. But real quick, a, a quick piece of news. If you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, I teased this in the last segment. If you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, you know that the guys uh, come from Staten Island. Brian Quinn, or Q as they call him. Uh, is one part of the Impractical Jokers group. Now, I'm not a fan of the show. I hate to say it. Sorry, guys, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, I've tried to watch it a couple times. I I don't find it that funny. Um, But they're very talented in what they do, and they get, you know, a huge turnout. Well, Brian Quinn, uh, he's 43, he lives on Staten Island, and he is a big fan of beer. So he is reviving a dead brewery on Staten Island, uh, and as Quinn says to told the New York Post, he said, first and foremost, I love beer. And if there's one job that's more fun than being on TV or being a firefighter, it's got to be making beer. Quinn served uh, for seven years at FDNY Ladder Company 86 slash Engine 166 uh, on Staten Island. So um, he wants to re- revive the Rubison and Horman Brewing Company, which was a vital part of the brewing industry in the Stapleton area of Staten Island in the 1800s. Now, the, the building had burnt down due to an exploded boiler and, and beer barrels in 1878. Um, so they, they did turn a profit uh, with the beer in, in Reuben, Sam, and Horman uh, in the early 1900s. And then uh, they got stopped because of Prohibition. Uh, they turned, actually, they turned, excuse me, they turned a profit with near beer during Prohibition, which was, you know, very, very low alcohol content. And then they resumed bottling uh, premium beer from 1933 until until shutting down in 1963 uh, on Staten Island. So he's reviving this brewery, and apparently he's going to have three uh, signature beers at a launch party coming up September 21st in the tap room of Flagship Brewing uh, right here, uh, you know, right on Staten Island. So that's pretty cool. I, I'm... I don't know if I'm around that day, but I may have to try and get over there just to check that out. So I, I think that's pretty cool. 
that he's trying to review this, uh, revive this brewery, and um, they're going to have cans and kegs. I'm assuming that um, Boardwalk, uh, Boardwalk, excuse me, uh, Flagship is going to be kegging the beer and canning the beer, and then they're going to be available uh, in stores. So apparently starting September 23rd, uh, they're going to be rolling out uh, kegs and cans uh, across the New York City beer scene. So very, very cool. So so they're going to have three beers. You're going to have uh, the R&H Pilsner. You're going to have an R&H IPA. It's a West. It's an old world meets West Coast of Staten Island uh, IPA. Uh, I guess it's gonna, it sounds like it's going to be a juice bomb. And then an R&H Amber, which will have uh, notes of uh, toffee and sweet caramel. So very cool. So Saturday, September 21st in the tap room of Flagship Brewing, 40 Minthorn Street, uh, right in Tompkinsville. We've had uh, we've had those guys on on the show before, Jay Sykes. And his crew from Flagship. So uh, very cool. The launch party is going to run from noon to 7.30 p.m. on Staten Island, Saturday, September 21st, over at Flagship Brewing Company. Very cool. So real quick, I had a chance um, a week ago to get together with a couple radio buddies of mine uh, from WCBS 880, where I used to work. And uh, Levon Putney, who does the overnights. And, um, um, uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm forgetting his radio name now. Uh, th- that he uses uh, when he's on the air. But uh, uh, Ken Daniels is uh, his radio name. It's not his real name, but I'll leave his name, uh, his real name as a, as a mystery right now. But anyway, Levon Levin and Ken, we got together uh, starting at Brick City, and uh, we uh, checked out the beers at Brick City. I've been to Brick City before. Those guys are killing it. Only problem I have with Brick City is they don't really have air conditioning on a hot day. It's not the best place to be hanging out. For long periods of time, you get thirsty, so you drink more beer. Uh, fortunately, we did a flight, and then we moved on. But they had a cool event. They were doing a thing with uh, with bats and how some bats are endangered, and they were raising money for awareness on bats. Very cool. Uh, but Bricks is killing it with their mango jams, all these different uh, variants of the of the jams series. Tremendous beer. Definitely check out Brick City. They're in Little Ferry. They're as six minutes from uh, MetLife Stadium. They're fantastic. If you go into the American Dream Mall when it opens, it's right down the road. You cross over 46, it's in a little industrial park. Parking's not that great, but it's a great place to get beer. Then we moved on to the elementary. First time I have made it to the elementary. And Blake, uh, Mike, thank you for the round uh, that you bought for me. Uh, Elementary's beers are great. I don't get to drink them often enough. Uh, And really, I ended up picking up the uh, Sawtooth uh, beer, which we're actually we'll talk about in our next segment in Suds and Duds. But the elementary has a little patio. They've got a great indoor space. Uh, they have a beer forward wall that if you write your name, sign your name or whatever, and you buy, you can buy a beer for somebody, which is kind of cool. Uh, I have to get in touch with Blake. We've got to get the, the guys from elementary back on the program again. They've done a lot of good stuff for New Jersey beer. Um, and it's a cute little place. Again, parking very limited on, at the elementary, but they do a great job with their beers. Their sour was really good that I had. Oh, their go- Was it a sour or goza? I don't know. We'll get into it in the next segment on that. But the elementary, great place in Hackensack. Did not get a chance to go to Hackensack Brewery, which was literally uh, literally around the corner. Because we were talking and drinking or whatever, by the time we got out of elementary, it was already close to uh, 8.30, quarter to 9. And since Ghost Talk Brewing closes at 10, we wanted to make sure we got over there. So we took the drive over to Ghost Talk over in Clifton. And Ghost Talk is kind of diagonal to where Rutz Hut is. If you know where Rutz Hut, the legendary hot dog place is, uh, when you go around the curve there, Ghost Talk is right in this little industrial building, which is right next to a distillery, uh, and uh, we just had a fantastic time at Ghost Talk. 
very much a nightclub type setting the way the lighting is at night to keep it cooler because again air conditioning is limited so they have big fans going the garage garage door is open and um had a couple of their new beers which were excellent again we'll review them coming up in just a couple of minutes on suds and duds but let me tell you something these three breweries plus you've got hack and sack and I checked out the new space at Bolero. Scott Wells was kind enough to give me a little tour of the new space at Bolero, which is, again, behind MetLife Stadium, five minutes from the stadium by car. The building is expansive. They're going to be brewing at at some point. They'll be brewing at least 20,000 barrels. That's the capacity that they have. The tasting room, I have to say, is going to be small. So for those of you who are fans of Bolero and want to get over there, their tasting room is going to be small. It was done that way. Uh, because of they wanted to build a lot of space. I know Scott had told me they wanted to do a, a sour room, but they couldn't do it because of space limitations. But when they finally opened Bolero, and again, they're in Karlstadt, but they're behind MetLife Stadium, a couple not too far from the racetrack, too. I mean, literally Patterson Plank Road. I mean, that's, that's where they're off of. The brewery is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for them to open. They're hoping to be open before the end of the year. As soon as they get closer to a date, we'll let you know. But once they open, you're going to have five breweries within a 15 to 20-minute driving range in and around that area, you know, 20 minutes from New York City. It's going to be pretty cool. And then, of course, we ended the night over at Rutz Hut, which if you haven't had a ripper at Rutz Hut with that mustard relish combination, folks, you're missing out on heaven. I don't eat hot dogs that often, but when I do, that's the place I want to eat it at, at Rutz Hut. So I had a great time at all these different Jersey breweries. Very cool. Uh, great stuff. You definitely want to check that out. And really cool that one of the guys from Impractical Jokers is looking to uh, revive this uh, Rubesum uh, and Horman brand of beer that was on Staten Island for so many years. Now, when we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher isn't buying what the media is selling. All the polls show Joe Biden beats him, Pocahontas beats him, Pete Buttigieg beats him. They all beat him. Even though the Democrats at the bottom of the barrel who are polling at 1%, when they go head-to-head, they all beat Trump. And I don't know about you, I ain't buying it. You buying that? The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemming. And I'm Carrie Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, The Kavanaugh Confirmation and the Future of the Supreme Court, tells the story of the process that Kavanaugh himself called a national disgrace and a circus. The Supreme Court is the arbiter of America's most divisive disputes. The incentive to destroy Supreme Court nominees has become nearly irresistible. Our book, Justice on Trial, explores how that happened to Brett Kavanaugh and what we must do to prevent it from happening again. With more than 100 interviews, including the president, dozens of senators and other officials, we uncovered shocking details, untold until now. Will the next confirmation fight be even uglier than Kavanaugh's? Our new book, Justice on Trial, has the answer. Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court is the explosive new bestseller by Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino. Published by Regnery. Get your copy now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. 
Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Watch the Joe Piscopo live stream Tuesday mornings, 6 to 10. Available on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily at Algatulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com, and you will catch uh, my uh, craft beer cast on there, along with lots of others. Jersey Beer Guys and a Girl, there's Pints and Provisions, Three Beers In, this is the podcast, uh, Never Go Back, uh, excuse me, Beer First Podcast, The Brew Happy Show, the Drunk the drunk Guys, or Drink Guys, I'm not sure if the, the mug is a U or um, an I, that's the drunk, the Drink or Drunk Guys Book Club. Guys, if you're listening, you should definitely let me know what the actual t- title is. Better on Draft, of course. Uh, Selling Craft Beer, which is a great one that you definitely want to check out. That gives you all the news kind of in like six to eight minutes uh, on what's going on in the beer scene. What the Hops podcast, those guys do a great job as well. Uh, so you definitely want to check out uh, all of these different podcasts on there. And mine is on there as well. So uh, kudos to the folks at Hopped Up Network for reaching out and getting uh, my show on there as well. Of course, it's always on there the day after uh, the broadcast, so uh, you definitely want to check it out. Now, I got some great news for next week's show. So, not only are we going to have uh, Alan Paul and Andy Eldort, uh, the authors of this new book from Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, about Stevie Ray Vaughan, called uh, Texas Flood, the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I got a chance this past Thursday night to talk to Sean Lawson, from Lawson's Finest Liquids, right? So he was over at Paragon Tap and Table, and uh, I ran over, because uh, obviously it's only a couple minutes from my house, and I knew that Sean was going to be there, and um, Remarkable Liquids is now bringing in uh, Lawson's Finest into New Jersey, and uh, met with a couple of the guys, uh, said hello, gave them my card, Sean was gracious enough to come over and do an interview with me. We did it outside on the patio at Paragon Tap and Table, and we will air that uh, next weekend for Labor Day weekend. So not only are we going to have uh, some talk about music, some blues, which I love, but we're also going to talk beer uh, with Sean Lawson as well. And let me tell you something. When I tell you about a guy, now, I'm not. Th- this is not indicative of other brewers. I just, um, I'm, this was an observation that I saw that was amazing, and I mentioned it during the interview. Uh, Sean Lawson's attention to detail about his beer is amazing. Amazing. There are people that sit there and say, the beer's not the same, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
let me tell you something. When you listen to Sean next week and when you hear the passion that this guy has for brewing beer and how he wants to get it perfect, that is the mark of a great businessman. Jim Cook said it to me in an interview a couple of years ago on this program. Consistency is the key. It's about every time you brew that beer, you want that beer to taste exactly the same as the last time you brewed that beer. That's why Budweiser and Coors Light and Miller Light are as successful as they are. Because every time they make that beer, now you might not like that beer, but every time they make that beer, it tastes exactly the same. And that is the key. Consistency. When you know that when you pick up X Brewer's beer, you know that it's going to taste exactly the same every single time. That's what you want. You don't want variations. For variations and one-offs or whatever you want to make that special, that's fine. But you want consistency. And this guy, Sean Lawson, his attention to detail is phenomenal. You will not want to miss this interview. Along with the interview with the guys from Texas Flood, the uh, new book on Stevie Ray Vaughan, Alan Paul, and Andy Eldord. Seven Mile Brewing. Pete Payotta reached out to me. Uh, Seven Mile is doing their anniversary party uh, next weekend. It's Saturday, August 31st at noon at Seven Mile Brewery. Uh, they're located 3156 Route 9, South Rio Grande, uh, New Jersey. Uh, you definitely want to check them out. Uh, trying to get Pete on uh, maybe early next week to do a quick a uh, little uh, interview about what's going on that Saturday. If we get that done, we'll post it as a, just a, a straight podcast so that people can listen to it, because obviously by the time we get to Labor Day, uh, the party will be over. But let's get into Suds and Duds. Lots of different beers that I had uh, at a number of different um, Jersey breweries uh, over the past week or so. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous segment when I was hitting up uh, Brick City and Elementary, we started at Brick City with a couple of radio buddies of mine. I uh, had the in-blind site, uh, the Citra Plus Galaxy, Great beer, just a real juicy uh, IPA. Goes down very smooth. Love that one. Adio, uh, Adios Mio, the uh, Mexican lager from Brick City. Very good. I'm, more people I'm seeing are doing uh, lagers and Mexican lagers and that kind of lager feeling. It, it always Lagers are one of those things that if somebody has it on the menu, I want to try it because toasted, Blue Point's toasted lager is what got really got me energized about the craft beer world. And... Um, when I see a lager, I want to try because I want to see if they're doing it correctly. Because you, you can't make mistakes with a lager. You make a mistake, people are going to know about it. If there's something off about it, you'll know it the moment you sip it. So uh, this is a really nice, light lager, slightly bready. Great job by the guys at Brick City. Uh, a couple of others that I had from them, and I had to post them later because, let me see, I have to scroll up here on my untapped, which you can follow me, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Jabroni Juice. Uh, I drank that so fast in the, in the flight. It was so good, something that I definitely would love to drink again. It was fantastic. I mean, that went down, almost went down like a Gatorade. That's how good it was. And then I had the Acid Blend Jams Mix Volume 1. Uh, very good sour. Stronger than I thought. Uh, was super smooth, but really, you know, was when I tasted it, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's like, I don't know, it's probably like a six or seven percenter. It was strong. So I was... Uh, I was surprised because I didn't think it would be that strong, but it was, and it was uh, it was delicious. Then we moved on to Elementary. Um, I started off uh, the, the flight. I wanted to do a little different. Wanted to try some of their newest stuff and um, some of their regular stuff. Shore Day, uh, a well done, easy drinking Kolsch. Just a nice, refreshing palate cleanser. Something to kind of you know uh, everybody's doing the hazy, juicy IPA, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great beer, the Kolsch. Definitely pick that up. I uh, had the Raspberry Limerick. This was interesting. I wanted a little bit more raspberry in this one. It was a tasty beer, but it just I wanted a little bit more raspberry out of that. So I liked it. I'm not necessarily sure I would go back 
to having that unless there was uh, more uh, raspberry in in the uh, in the mix. And then let me see, I got to get down to what was the other one that I had? Oh, you know what? I didn't check into the um, to the sour. I thought I did. Oh, I have to get the name of that sour. Anyway, uh, the beers that I had at elementary were fantastic. Were really good. They were tasty. Uh, thanks to Blake and Mike. They do a great job over there. You definitely want to check out the elementary uh, in Hackensack. You will not be disappointed. It's a great little spot. Parking, bit of a question, but it's, it's, it's certainly when you get your car parked, uh, it's definitely worth uh, the, the trip over there. Stopped over at Ghost Talk before we hit Rut's Hut for some great rippers. Had their hop turn, which is a new one from them. This is great. Excellent mango flavor. Very light. This went down fantastic. It's a low ABV, too. That's the one thing I like about Ghost Talk. They have a couple of beers that are up there, the six, seven, eight percenters, whatever. Uh, and it, I think their new stat now is a 10 percenter. But they make really good beers that are very low in ABV, so you can have a couple without feeling bloated. That's what I like. So the hop turn was great. Had the sun soak as well. Nice and simple. Digging it. Ghost Talk is cranking out some great beers. If you know where Ghost Talk, if you know where uh, Rut's Hut is in Clifton, uh, New Jersey, uh, you will find um, Ghost Talk right around the corner. There's a distillery next door. You got people in your party. They don't like uh, they don't like beer. They can go grab themselves some bourbon or something locally produced uh, in New Jersey. As we continue on here, suds and duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. The Sawtooth Waveform from Elementary. I ended up picking up a four-pack of cans of this. This is a well-done New England IPA. Nice juice to it. Fantastic. 12-ounce cans. Surprising. I would have thought, now, the trend is everybody's doing 16 ounces. They went with a 12-ounce. This was good because you wanted enough of it, but not uh, too much. So that's a, that's a really smart move uh, by the guys at Elementary. And, it, and inexpensive, too. I think I paid for the four-pack. I think it was like 14 bucks, which is not bad. Direct from the brewery, of course. It'll be marked up a little bit. Uh, in stores. Uh, picked up from uh, Icarus Brewing a couple of weeks back, The Long Fall. Oh, my goodness. A triple IPA. This thing is fantastic. And uh, the vanilla flavor in it is great, but super smooth for a 10% beer. Very shocked and uh, v- pleasantly surprised at how good it went down. Had uh, The Truth by Flying Dog at a barbecue that I was at. Real nice, simple IPA. Uh, just a just a great uh, Great beer from them, and they do a great job as well. Took home a a Crowler from uh, Brick City, just another double IPA. That's another good one. So good, very smooth, nice bite to it. Uh, And and actually, um, Scott Wells from Bolero gave me uh, a four-pack of um, one of their uh, sour beers, the Sour Pasture Calves, the Blueberry Meyer Lemon version, and I really enjoyed this. I love blueberry. I love lemon. This was a perfect sour beer, and on a hot day, humid day, it goes down really nice. And then finally, um, uh, the folks from uh, Boston Beer sent me over some Trulies. I uh, got a chance to uh, crack into one, the blueberry, and uh, uh, I, I always pronounce this wrong. Is it Akai, Asi? I, I, don't, I, I never know what it is. Anyway, um, light on the fla- it, it's, it's light. It's okay on the flavor. I understand why people drink these things. I'll have to sample a couple of more of them. I know my wife likes them. I have a neighbor that likes them as well. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's it's a different kind of change of pace uh, type of drink for me. I, I don't know if it's necessarily something I would drink on a regular basis, but I, I get it. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. We're back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.